Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back. It's time for the Living Life Weekly Wrap-Up. In today's episode, I'm going to touch upon the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II, the movie Spiderhead on Netflix, and lastly, an update on what went down with the Tiffany Haddish, Ari Spears civil lawsuit. But before we hit the ground running, let's get a word from our sponsor. Do you want to know what happened at Maryland State University? It's a gripping story that will take your breath away. If you're looking for something to read, look no further than what happened at Maryland State University, released via paperback and hardback and an ebook on October 11, 2022. It is an intensely raw and gripping novel by Michelle Carey. When four unlikely college students fight the dark source for the first time on Halloween night, they realize that their families have been battling it for generations. What happened at Maryland State University is an epic tale of magic, gamesmanship, and bravery. This is the perfect book for anyone looking to enter the new world of young adult fiction. Fighting evil has never been so fun, with so much at stake. There is no time to lose. Buy what happened at Maryland State University today at these retailers, Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, Google Play Books, and Kobo. And coming in October 2022 from the Michelle Carey website at www.michellescrey.com. This ad is sponsored by Sunrise Multimedia. Okay. Queen Elizabeth's funeral. So on Monday, September 19th, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, she was laid to rest. And it was a very, very long service. I was up at around about 5.30 in the morning, which I usually get up around that time anyway, somewhere between 5.30 and 6 a.m. So I decided to turn it on. But when I say it felt like that this funeral went on forever, it went on forever. So between moving her from Westminster Hall to the Abbey for the state funeral, to the location where her hearse was, to Windsor Castle, to the chapel. It was a lot. And when I say Britain, the British know how to do pomp and ceremony, they know how to do pomp and ceremony. I was just amazed at all the pageantry that went into this hours long event. But it's history. I remember the pageantry that went into Princess Diana's funeral. I remember that clearly, listening to the sobs of people on the side of the road as her coffin went by. Something that you never, ever forget. I think this royal event was the most watched ever, even above Prince, now King Charles, And Princess Diana's wedding, of course, I think higher than when their son got married. It was great. I don't remember watching the Queen Mother's state funeral, but I remember watching Prince William married a then Catherine Middleton. And of course, like I said, I watched the Princess Diana funeral. I also watched Prince Harry marry Meghan Markle. More weddings than funerals, thankfully, But the woman was 96 years old and she was born in the same year as my grandmother. Actually, she was about a month older than my grandmother. My grandmother was born in May of 1926. But my grandmother, she passed in 2016. And watching this, I was like, wow, can this be real? Because... We've always lived in a world of a Betty White and a Queen Elizabeth. And you thought these women would live forever because they were just continuing to live on and they were continuing 
to take duty and service and act and give of themselves. You never thought that they were going to die. It just didn't seem like that would ever end, like it was actually possible for them to ever die. But we look at how things have happened. And even Prince Philip, he was 99 and was trying to, he was short of making it to a hundred, but you even thought that he was going to live forever. It just seemed like they were going to live forever. I just don't remember a world without a queen Elizabeth II, but all in all life is a circle and it is about beginnings and endings and beginnings again. And that's why they call it the circle of life. Da da da. But anyway, being American, I knew the Brits, they liked their pageantry, but I never really paid attention to it until I saw when Queen Elizabeth passed. It was a lot. And I think that most, from what I've seen, in terms of how that has played out in America, is probably John F. Kennedy's procession when he passed away. Of course, I saw that on video because I wasn't alive when he was killed. But all of it was just really interesting to watch. It's an era. It is an era that has changed and it is now over. It just must have been really interesting because the people at my job, it was very quiet on Monday at work. And I thought perhaps maybe a lot of people were watching it. Rest in peace, Your Majesty. A life well-lived, well-respected of service and duty. Now on to the next story. I watched this movie called Spiderhead. Oh my God, what did I watch? It is another $100 million flick with a runtime of 107 minutes, seven minutes less than day shift. And when I say this movie was a wild ride, it was much wilder, in my opinion, than day shift. Anytime you got movies that are, to me, messing with your head, that is some, that's some interesting stuff to me. This movie, it stars Chris Hemsworth as the lead character by the name of Steve Abernasty. And I will say one thing about this movie. They spent a lot of money on the music. A lot of this money is going to the budget. It's going to music because they have some really classy, classic hits in there. Then we come to our other main character, Jeff, played by Miles Teller. He's the other lead character. And I had to look over Miles' filmography because I didn't really know who he was, but he played in the Divergent series, I learned, which is actually playing on HBO Max. So I feel like now that I have to go back and catch up on that, but he was also in Top Gun Maverick. And I just feel like his career is really taking off. He's been in the acting game since 2010. So things are working out for him, working all over the place there, working with the Marvel folk, and Chris Hemsworth and working with Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick and the Divergent series. So yeah, good things are coming his way. But his character, Jeff, 
has come into the care of Steve Abernasty, of course, like I said, played by Chris Hemsworth. But his character, Jeff, has come into the care of Steve Abernasty because he killed his friend in a drunk driving accident. And Steve Abernasty, he runs this place called Spiderhead. Spiderhead is the state-of-the-art penitentiary that has been experimenting with drugs to alter people's state of being in the way that they think. And because they're on this island, they sign up for the program and they're free to be on this island as long as they submit to these, acknowledge these drug experiments. And they have these little packs on that's embedded on the lower part of their back that dispenses these varying type of state of mind altered being drugs. Some of these things, they're making people fall in love with one another at just at moments of meeting them. But if you're watching intently, you can tell that Chris Hemsworth character, Steve, He's the antagonist of the movie and under the disguise of being helpful to the quote unquote inmates, he's really sneaky and he's unsuspecting, but we can really kind of already grasp his true intentions that there's something that's not right about him. And there's something that's not right about these drugs that he's administering. So we watch Jeff get played by Steve by gaslighting like the shit out of him. And Jeff knows that something isn't right, but he's allowed himself to be spun in the spider web of Steve in Spiderhead. Now, I don't want to give too much of the movie away if you haven't seen it. But let me just say that this movie travels down this tunnel of your mind. It is a mind clusterfuck on steroids to me. Not so much like Severance from the Apple TV Plus show, but this movie is definitely about manipulation of what people think and how they feel and can their emotions be altered using certain types of drugs. Now, I'll say this. I'm very proud of myself because I watched this movie straight through. And if you listen to my previous podcast, you would know that I have been struggling with watching things straight through, that I've been watching things in thirds. But this one, I actually watched straight through. And they had these great aerial shots of Australia. And I just think the movie has potential. It has potential. It had these great, beautiful Australia shots. I don't think that those aerial shots and knowing what is going on is enough to save the movie. Not even the great tunes, because it had, like I said, it had some really great music in there. Can that also save this supposed like science fiction, psychological thriller kind of thing going on? I don't. Yeah, no. This story comes from a short story and I wonder if the short story is actually better because 
when you have a short story, how much can you get out of it for a whole movie? I know there are a lot of movies that have been made off of short stories, but this one seemed to, I felt like there should have been more like, yeah, I don't know. And then again, sometimes when you use short stories and books, that written material is usually better than what Hollywood tries to imagine it to be. Chris Hensworth, He really tries to be the hip in the know, disarming man, but we can clearly see that he's conniving and he's manipulative and he is just a fucked up individual. He's sick out the ass. So yeah, how many stars? So out of five stars, I give this movie two stars just because I really didn't connect with the characters. Journey Smollett is in here. I really didn't connect to her. I didn't even see how Jeff and her character were in like falling in love. I didn't feel any type of connection going on between anybody for anything for any reason. Yeah. I was waiting for my mind to get fucked up and be fucked up in this situation with the characters because they're getting fucked up, but that didn't happen. And not like with Severance, not like what it did with Severance actually kept me on the edge of my seat. And I just felt, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Oh, this is bad. This is the, yeah, that show just took me for a full whole loop. Like I said, yeah, two stars. Yeah. So let's just take a break. Get an ad in and we'll be back. Do you like to read short, informative articles? Yes. Check out Michelle Carry on Medium. Each week, Michelle writes an article about a variety of topics. Cute stories about herself and other thought-provoking musings about life. What is Medium? Medium is a social publishing platform. Anyone can write a story. The platform has a unique and diverse cadre of stories, ideas, and perspectives. Topics are wide-ranging from productivity hacks, mental health, to world news and things happening on social media. To find Michelle, go to www.medium.com forward slash ms. C-R-E-Y. So last topic of the week, we learned the Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears lawsuit, it was a civil lawsuit, was dismissed. And it wasn't because Haddish or Spears had great lawyers. It was because the Jane Doe in the case moved to dismiss it with prejudice, which means it cannot be filed again. And no reason was given for the dismissal. Now, Jane Doe, who was 22, she filed the lawsuit on behalf of herself and her younger brother, who's still a minor. But she put in a statement, she put this out in a statement, I believe she sent it to TMZ, that she is happy that she can put this behind them. Make it make sense. I don't understand what's going on. But in this statement, she's quoted as saying, my family and I have known Tiffany Haddish for many years, and we now know that she would never harm me or my brother or help anyone else do anything that could harm us, quote unquote. I'm not really understanding because, yeah, I'm not falling for it. She put those graphic details out there. I'm meaning Jane Doe. They seem to have some validity because now she's pulling it back. But something tells me that the pressure got to her, the the Hollywood machine or something. And she crumbled under the weight of that cash cow 
Hollywood machine because people's livelihoods higher than her were about to fall. They could not have a 22-year-old lady jeopardize any of those money streams. Attorneys for Haddish did not immediately respond to a request for comment and representatives for Spears also did not have any comments. Yet, six days after the lawsuit was filed, Haddish posted a message on her Instagram expressing regret for her role in the comedy pieces. Like I said in my Thoughts and Rambles podcast episode, because I did a whole story about this on my Thoughts and Rambles podcast on that episode. It's not like the videos don't exist because they do. And Tiffany Haddish admitted that she was involved. And I'm going to quote, this is what Tiffany Haddish said. While this sketch was intended to be comedic, it wasn't funny at all. And I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. Quote unquote is what she wrote on her IG post. Why would you think it was funny in the first place? I'm really confused about how she even thought. That it was funny, but now when she was about to get sued, that it's not funny. Like, who told you all of a sudden that it wasn't funny? But to me, this doesn't absolve her from effectively scarring those young people for life. And everything in my heart tells me, like I said, that they got Jane Doe to drop it. That they applied the slightest pressure of threat and got her to back down to the point where she can't even file a civil lawsuit again. And I do wonder if the criminal court will take up this fight. Me personally, I hope so. I hope they do because there won't be any amount of Hollywood pressure that could get the DA's office to back down off of that. We need to know what happened. Like now that this is out here in the public sphere, what the fuck really went on with this? And Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears, they aren't high enough to me in the pecking order that they can't take the fall for their actions and be accountable for their actions. To me, Haddish, she's just a mid-ranked celebrity and Aerie Spears, he may not even be ranked at all. Aerie Spears was funny back in the day when he was on Mad TV. Tiffany Haddish has never been funny to me. That's all I'm going to say about that one. But I just think that quite interesting. I don't know if this is the last that we will hear about this one. But we've come to the end of this episode of this weekly wrap up. Thank you again for listening and being a part of the Living Life family today and always. Until next time, be well, stay safe, and give love. And I'm out. This podcast has been brought to you by Sunrise Multimedia, music by creatormix.com, the YouTube audio library and editing by Descript. And check out our sister podcast thoughts and rambles on all podcast platforms mobile and on the web.